And this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons here with state politics reporter Dave McKinney. Moments ago, we heard Governor J.B. Pritzker lay out several proposals in a speech to both chambers of the General Assembly in a combined budget and state of the state address. Now, as Illinois faces a tighter budget outlook this year, Pritzker's spending plan is built on more than $800 million in tax increases that would largely fall on businesses, a long-term plan to manage the massive pension debt, a three-part commitment to protecting consumers from what he called predatory health insurance practices, and so much more. Now, for analysis and reaction, I'll turn now to you, Dave. First of all, any surprises here? Well, no. I mean, it's you know he, he steered clear uh, in the speech of talking about these tax increases for businesses yeah. and on sports wagering. Uh, instead, it was more of a uh, kind of an anecdotal type of speech where he dwelt on, you know, a mix of history and a mix of, of real life people, you know, to kind of underscore his, his priorities. I mean, I thought it was interesting. The beginning and end of his speech was focused on how the state acquired its its copy of the Gettysburg Address and, yes. and how a two term Republican governor from the early 1940s helped um, mobilize school children to save pennies and nickels and and, and what have you to buy the thing. And I think what, what it dramatized was, you know, the, the priorities that Pritzker laid out, you know, he, he viewed them as investments in the future and, and you know, worth things like that on the same scale. I mean, there was a dose of presidential politics in this uh, yes. as well. I mean, on a couple of references, he he took aim at Donald Trump. I mean, he, especially in a, in a section dealing with immigration and, and his spending plan to, to, to confront the migrant crisis, um, he, he blamed... Donald Trump repeatedly uh, about, you, you know, uh, killing a, a bipartisan deal in Congress that mm -hmm. would have helped uh, confront this. And, and at one point he talked about uh, Joe Biden being a good president for helping, uh, helping, you know, come up with this plan. And, and at that point, you know, he drew jeers and laughter from some of the Republicans in the chamber. So, I mean, there, there's a little bit of that tension part of the speech as well. Yeah, lots addressed here, as we expected, of course, our overall state of our economy, the uh, education, DCFS. He touched on, of course, the migrant crisis, medical debt. Overall, Dave, I mean, who was happy listening to this? Who 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 wins here and who's maybe not so happy? Well, I mean, I think like we talked about ahead of the speech, I think this this pension plan that he talked about, well, he didn't talk about it in the speech uh, to, to any great extent, but, you know, he, he's talking about, um, you know, changes that would, would help erase the state's pension debt faster and, and arguably more effectively. The, the bond rating agencies will look at that and they will be probably happy with that. You know, the same way with the idea that, uh, you know, the, the, this budget plan, if it's enacted as the governor proposes, is, is you know, a wash. I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's no uh, there's no deficit here. And and during the speech, he talked about California not being in the same shoes, $38 billion budget deficit that they're facing there. So, I mean, uh, I think people, the, the, the financial sector will look at the speech and, and be pleased by it. But I think, you know, human services providers, uh, social service providers, uh Users of, of health care, we're all users of health care, right. uh, probably would look at this and, and say there's something in that there's for me. There's something in there for everyone. Mm -hmm. I, I believe so, too. And, and a lot to dig through, of course. Another thing that sticks out here is the grocery tax, Dave. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of what the governor had to say on that. For the good of our state's working families, let's permanently eliminate the grocery tax. It's one more regressive tax that we just don't need. If it reduces inflation for families from 4 to 3%, even if it only puts a few hundred bucks back in families' pockets, 
it's the right thing to do. So permanently eliminating that 1% grocery tax, what do you think there, Dave? Well, I mean, it, it sounds good. I mean, as he pointed out there, a few hundred bucks for a family. You know, most people are probably, you know, after the reading the headline, they're probably not going to notice it that much in their grocery bills. But it's it was part of a tax cut package that the state passed during the, the heat of the pandemic to, mm -hmm. to confront uh, inflation. And that this piece of it sunsetted last summer. And so what Pritzker's talking about now is, is making that 1% reduction um, permanent. And, you know, his argument is that why should a person who is at the poverty level pay 1% for a loaf of bread, the same 1% that a millionaire pays? Right. So. Now, one flashpoint here is, of course, migrant spending. This is a, a portion that Pritzker spent a good chunk of time on. Uh, what did we learn, Dave, about how the governor's proposed budget is addressing this, this migrant crisis? Well, he talked about the uh, the amount of money that, that uh, he's committing or he committed in negotiations with Mayor Johnson and Cook County uh, Board President Tony Preckwinkle. Mm -hmm. That comes to $183 million from the state. Um, he says that, that it's a, a moral imperative to, you know, for the state of Illinois to address this. He, he blamed uh, Greg Abbott, the, the Texas governor, mm -hmm. repeatedly for, for being inhumane, being non-Christian, for doing... For, for, for continuing to send these uh, these people here ill-equipped for our climate, uh, you know, with nothing, and and uh, putting it putting it on the shoulders of uh, the city of Chicago. So I mean, he's he's uh, ramping up support for that. Uh, again, as we pointed out, I mean, it, I think a lot of people in the legislature, uh, including Democrats, are going to watch very closely what you know how how Mayor Johnson addresses this, yeah. and if, if Mayor Johnson brings something to the table. Yeah, he says, we didn't ask for this manufactured crisis, but we must deal with it all the same. Now, let's uh, move on to another topic here. He made an announcement about forgiving medical debt in Illinois. I want to hear a little bit more from the governor here. So today, I propose that over the next four years, we eliminate $4 billion of medical debt for over 1 million Illinoisans. That's $4 billion with a B, Dave, <laughs> yeah. over four years. What do you make of that? $4 billion is a lot of money. But but what the state's commitment is, is only, you know, I, I, I don't have ready access at the moment here to what the amount the state's putting into this. It's only uh, a few million dollars. But what but there's a non, there, there is a not-for-profit that is involved in negotiating uh, down unpaid medical debt for, for you know, for, for impoverished people who can't afford it. And, you know, they have heart surgery and they're left with a, a you know, five million dollar bill or something mm -hmm. that can be negotiated down and that's that that's what this uh this financial commitment from the state is going toward to, to these groups that specialize in that kind of work yeah uh, i mean he talked about a lot of things eliminating jumping through hoops for mental health care for adults and children he talked about making sure that there are enough uh, in-network doctors uh, preventing insurance companies from unfairly increasing rates on consumers uh, really just uh going really strong here on medical care. These are all pieces of a major health care package that he wants the General Assembly to pass right. this spring. And it's, you know, it's it, it if it happens, I mean, it, it, it enables him to go to the uh, Democratic National Convention with, with you know, we have we have dealt with health care in the state of Illinois. Here's our robust this is, package. And, and it's, it, it almost yeah. is a, you know, good for a national platform, whatever that is for him. But, you know, the, the pieces of that, um, you, you know, there's something called step therapy. And I had a, a, a coworker of mine talk to about how, you know, she has, uh, you know, eczema, for example, and she went to a doctor to get, get it dealt with. And instead, the insurance company that, that works with her 
and her doctor dictated that she had to have a couple of drugs that were ineffective in, in making that go away, making mm -hmm. the flare-up go away. And, and once it was documented those drugs failed, then she could get the drug that worked. And so one of the provisions of his plan would get rid of that kind of tactic by the insurance companies. Uh, it, it also would, uh, you know, soften prior authorization requirements for mental health. Mm -hmm. And then it would crack down on, uh, he called them junk insurance Junk insurance, plans. yes, I you heard know, that too. Th these, are, these are just... For, you know, the, the, these are plans that, that don't even cover just the bare, or they don't even cover the bare things that the Affordable Care Act covers. And he, it, it, under his plan, it would, you know, those. Yeah, he those says these are these are plans that seem enticing because they offer lower premiums to bridge gaps in insurance coverage. Yeah, and he but in reality, they they fail to even meet the minimum standards of the Affordable Care Act. Absolutely, don't cover prescription drug prices, for yeah. example. I mean, twelve states have have already banned that. He, he wants to, to add Illinois to that list, but but altogether, I mean, it's 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 something that Pritzker then can say, you know, this is yet another example of how I've tried to help people yeah. uh, deal with their healthcare problems. I want to briefly touch on something else that you brought up before we heard the governor's speech, and you you mentioned the the new baseball stadium in Chicago this week. White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf went down to Springfield to to drum up support for a new stadium in the South Loop. There was no mention of, of stadium funding in this speech. What do you take from that? Well, I think that's probably, well, certainly deliberate, but I also think it's sort of reflective. You know, here we have a governor who, he's, he's when he's been asked about stadiums in the past and sports teams, he, he's been very loath to, to come out and say, hey, you know, let's let's lend a hand to these folks. I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf is a billionaire. And, and you know, it's it, you know in making a, a request for a billion dollars in, yeah. in state and local resources, um, what Reinsdorf has to remember is he is dealing with a fellow billionaire. And so I don't know that negotiations with the governor are going to go super easy on this. There's also, you know, questions about uh, uh, a new stadium for the Chicago Bears. Right. There's not been a particular ask made of, of the state for anything Might with have been that. more time needed, too, between this but, ask and but this yeah, speech. It, it, the fact that, it, that, that these things were not in the governor's speech, I think, gives a general sense of where this is at in terms of his priorities. Yeah. I would say right now it's pretty low. 20 seconds left, Dave. Uh, give us the next steps here. Lawmakers have to review the budget, right? Yeah, and I mean, this this you, you, if, if they're like past legislative sessions, I think I've covered 29 state budgets in my lifetime. Oh my. Sasha, what does that say? Th th this will go until the end of May, probably. And, okay. and it may be tweaked around the edges. There may be things added, things cut. Yeah. But I would imagine Governor Pritzker on whole will get most of what he wants in this plan. That's WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney. Thank you so much, Dave, for helping us break down the governor's budget speech. Thanks, Sasha.